Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on the Old Ways podcast. Season 2, Masks of Nile at the Tip. And we're in New York. And when last we left our investigators, they seem to have encountered a problem at the Hotel Chelsea. That problem appears to be a dead friend. And so, tonight, part, playing as part of the investigating team, to my right. Uh, Lonnie playing uh, Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, crack shot. <laughs> yes, evidently. <laughs> evidently, at, at the end of the table. Uh, Jake playing uh, Jack Doyle. Uh, apparently, I'm always just a few seconds too late. Story of my life. Uh, to my left. Uh, James playing Dr. Sigmund Tottenbach, who is currently reeling from his from the last thing that happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And finally. Tiffany playing Maeve O'Shea, and this time, I didn't get cut. Nope, that's true. And so... As your blood pressure comes down just a bit from the furious state that it was in moments ago, the four of you are in all really different frames of mind. Uh, Mr. Doyle and Mr. Forsyth are inspecting a body covered in snow, bloody snow for that matter, on the streets of New York City. In room 410, the doctor and Miss O'Shea are at the feet of another bloody body. Two, in fact. One whom they know very well, and one they just met. The door to room 410 still sits wide open. Miss O'Shea, we should probably leave. We need to find what he had first. Let's be quick. I'm going to shut the door. <laughs> You shut the door. On the street level, the two of you are going through this man's, I assume, his things. I uh, I had told uh, Forsyth to go upstairs and help them. Yeah, I'm going to go back upstairs. And I will go through this man's uh, pockets. Yeah. You don't, unfortunately, find very much on him. Uh, you find no identification. You find no money. Uh, you find a leather uh, thong or holder for... Uh, what looked, what appears to be some sort of bladed weapon, uh, which is is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, very common. Uh, you don't find anything. You don't find a flip lighter, or a smokes. You don't find anything like that. Uh, you find a, a long red towel wrapped around uh, his now uh, less than singular head. Is there any other identifying? characteristics of this man uh, this man specifically appears to be uh, darker skinned 
Well, other than that, there's nothing specific that really stands out about him. Okay, no tattoos, or I mean, as, as far as I can see, I mean, I'm, as far as you can see, no. I'm not gonna strip him out here. Just to... I wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't. Im- I mean, you're welcome to do whatever you'd like. Wait, whoa. Calm down there. Well, no. We'll back up. This ain't that kind of cult. I, I didn't say it wouldn't be without consequence. Okay. All right. No, I, I'll, if I don't see anything identifying, then I will go upstairs as well. Okay. Mr. Forsyth, you come back to room 410 and find the door shut. Well, no, I went back up the fire escape. You go back up the fire escape? Yeah. Oh, Very good. Yeah. You climb back up the rickety fire escape uh, and climb back in the window. I shut the window. You shut the window. When you turn in after shutting the window, uh, you see that there is a man like the man you chased down the fire escape lying face down in a pool of his own blood here in the hotel room. And you can see that the, the doctor's shoulder has a significant wound in it. I immediately go to uh, try and help staunch the bleeding. Okay. So, quick first aid roll. Sure. Uh, Miss O'Shea, I assume you're taking time to assess the situation? Well, yeah, I want to look for any papers, a notebook, anything like that, because mm-hmm. there is a reason that he contacted us and now he's dead. It's true. It seems to be that way. I am spending two luck to make that a success. Okay. Uh, so he does staunch the bleeding. Fantastic. Uh, so you won't be bleeding all over the place anymore. You do have to uh, appropriate a bit of cloth uh, from a nearby bed sheet or a nearby pillowcase. Pillowcase, yeah. probably. You're staunch the bleeding. You're going to have to do something. Yep. Uh, actually, I would probably yeah. Actually, I would probably get get a towel from the bathroom. You get a towel from the bathroom. Yep. Okay. There are papers all over the place. This is like walking into a writer's den. There are books and there are papers and there are scraps of things everywhere. I guess the question is: is where are you going to start? I guess I'm gonna scan for anything that says anything about. The Carlisle Expedition, or Roger Carlisle, or Egypt. These are my keywords in my search. <laughs> you Googling? Yes. Okay. You spend a few minutes while they're patching the doctor up. You don't have to take your coat off and shirt and whatnot. Try to staunch the bleeding. You spend a few minutes while Mr. Doyle is cleaning up downstairs, sort of cleaning up, and you compile a fair amount of what appear to be carefully selected pieces of newspaper. We should probably go. Um, they will have heard the gunshots. Okay. I'll, I'll read these in the car. <laughs> Are you doing anything else within the room? Are you searching anything else? Are you looking over anything else? I would like to search Jackson Elias. Okay. And perhaps any luggage that he may have. Make me a spot hit roll. See, I was trying to avoid the body. 
Mm-hmm. No. No? Not going to push that. No. You are going to search Jackson and Elias, though, yes? No. Okay. You find near his body, you find this. Okay, it's a letter. I'll, I'll look at it later. I put it in my jacket pocket. And while you do not necessarily have it as the picture itself, this, as you examine Elias, can be found on his forehead. There's a mark of some sort. Doctor. Mr. Joe, you coming upstairs? Yeah. Okay. You are you right. taking the fire escape, or are you taking because the window shut? Well, well I, mean, I was planning to take the fire escape. Well, I mean, you can take the yeah. fire escape. You get up, you see him knocking at the window. I open the win- I go to the window, open the window, get him in. Okay. Um, you are definitely causing a stir on the uh, road outside, just so you're aware. When you go back up, you see that there are people now kind of rubbernecking, having heard the gunshot, having, you know, there were people on the street when it happened, so they saw the body fall, but you're back in now. All right, we need to go. Um, yes. I'm going to make a quick sketch of this, Mark. Yeah, I mean, you don't, the the picture that you're looking at with it on is just a representation of it. Right. Yeah. I'm showing you what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, you don't actually have the photo itself. Right, but I'm going to make a quick sketch of the mark because obviously I don't have, I can't take yeah. that with me. Unless I okay. cut off his head. No and, problem. She was like, I'm going to look real quick. Is there like a journal or anything around here? There are a lot of paperwork around right. here. Now that you're patched up, Doctor, and you're back in, Mr. Doyle, if the two of you would like to make subsequent rolls, you can. Okay, because after this, we need to go. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Alright, I make a hard spot in. Okay. So, um, Super hard. Mr. Doyle, you find a picture. And because you have an extreme success, Doctor, you find a small collection of information you think might be interesting. Alright, well, let's go and we can look at all of our info. Yeah, yeah. let's get out of here. We'll take the stairs because, um, yeah. Actually, take the stairs down a floor. Then take the elevator. <laughs> yeah, right. Or even up a floor. Yeah, either way. When you guys exit 410, uh, as you guys go for the, the, the stairway, mm-hmm. you can see that there are people in the hallway. I mean, it's... Yes, it's a, a place of respite for bohemians and whatnot. Uh, but there has been a pretty serious noise that was made in this room at some point, and people are kind of, some of the people are out of their apartment rooms just kind of looking down at 410. But you make your way out. That's fine. I think to myself that no one knows us from Adam because we're out-of-towners. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) we should stop hanging out together. Yes. (laughs) I mean... I think it might be a little late for that. But I'm, I'm just saying we should stop spending time together, just the four of us. Right. Because we'll start eventually start matching the description of... Uh... So you get to the ground floor at some point. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Um, Is there a diner? 
Um, not that you know of. That's the problem. It's a new city. Well, I was going to say, like, looking up and down the street, do I see... Um, no. You're pretty close to Central Park, so the problem with that is, is that there's... Jack, meet me back at the hotel. Yeah. And I'm going to leave on foot solo. Okay. Um, the problem is, is that at this time of night, uh, readily that you can see as far as light-wise, you don't, you don't really see much here. I mean, there's the hotel, obviously, uh, and there are some places around it. You could search a bit if you wanted to. Keep in mind also, as I'll remind you, Mr. Forsythe, uh, it is January in the middle of a, of a New York snowstorm. Yes. Bear that in mind when you choose to walk off. Um, Doctor, why don't you and Miss O'Shea take a cab, go back to the hotel. Indeed. We'll meet you there. Yeah. I'm going to go in the opposite okay. direction from you. Yep. <laughs> And We're going to split the party three ways. Hey, no. take her elbow and hail cab. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say not with your <laughs> not with your left arm, you don't. You yeah. you begin to hail cab. Like, oh, <laughs> it takes you a good probably three minutes to hail a cab, and you are out in the in a blinding snowstorm now. But after a few minutes, taxi kind of totters around and you pile in. And I'll, I'll go in the opposite direction he went and I will eventually hail a cab. Okay. To take me um, near the hotel. As the two of you are walking in different directions you begin to hear uh, the sounds of sh- shouting. Yep. People shouting for the police. And it doesn't take you a spot hidden roll to see police jogging through the you know snow-covered sidewalks to try to get to the Hotel Chelsea. Hmm. Something must have happened back there. Get a cab. You get a cab a few minutes later and within, say, a half an hour or so, end up back at the hotel. Uh, the four of you. J- at different times, of course, but And honestly, you could use a drink. Yeah. I believe the doctor's medical bag is back at the hotel. So? Yeah, so is mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've had quite a day. Perhaps libations. Okay, I have a... uh, I have the license plate number of the car that one of the assailants got into. I have three things. Emerson Imports. Emerson Imports. On the back. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that the name of the, uh, no, it was a different one. No, you have Aventus. So I sit down, I pull the obvious note out of, uh, my jacket pocket. Sure. It appears to be a letter from a M. Warren Bessart. It actually has a, a letterhead. Mm-hmm. He's a dragoman, which, uh, out of character, I don't know what a dragoman is. <laughs> That's okay. It's an ancient word. And evidently is from Egypt. 
dated 3rd March 1919 to Mr. Roger Carlyle in the Carlyle House at Briarcliff Manor. Uh, Dear Mr. Carlyle, your lawyer informed me that you seek certain knowledge of this land and its distant past, and I believe I can aid you in this regard. Inquiries in the old quarter have identified one Faraz Najjar in the street of Jekylls, who claims to be in possession of, quote, singular curios, unquote, which he believes will be of great interest to you. He is prepared to part with these items at a suitable price can be agreed upon, and I shall endeavor to make sure that matters are arranged to your satisfaction. Yours, M. Warren Bessart. So, evidently, he was looking for items, artifacts, before sure. he even left. Here's a card, here's a card for uh, Emerson Imports. Maybe they had something to do with the name written on the back, so maybe the, there's a connection there. Possibly. Hmm. What, what day was that expedition supposed to take off? I mean, the, I think some of the things were dated in April okay. he was leaving. Well, what I found, so it was April 5th is when they left London. Okay, so they were in London. So, hold on. Uh, um, they thought, okay, so this is July 4th. It says Carlisle departs Egypt. Um... So it says Sir Aubrey debunked rumors that the expedition had been discovered clues to the or had discovered clues to the legendary wealth of the lost mines of the King Solomon, maintaining that the party was going on a safari in respite from our sandy labors. Um so that was July fourth, okay? I do have a paper here. Okay, so and then it says Carlisle uh, expedition feared lost because they hadn't heard from him. Uh, Erica Carlisle, his sister, ends up going to Africa. That's March 11th. And then I have one that it says May 24th, 1920, which is a year after, uh, that Carlisle massacre was confirmed. So they think it was from a tribe. Uh, some tribes people that had killed him. They think it was race related, but they ended up uh, hanging them. So they were hung. Mm -hmm. So we're talking it was almost a full year before they confirmed that Carlisle had been killed. Most of this takes place in Nairobi. Cowles was involved in the expedition, correct? Um, he's giving a talk Tonight, uh, no. a lecture. Who calls? No. Cowles. Yes. No. Wasn't he um, that? No. Was it tonight? It no. could have been any time. We have no idea. There's no date on it. Yeah, there is no date. <clears throat> but uh, that uh, lecturer is in Arkham at Miskatonic University, which I believe is fairly close. No, no, no. He's he he works at Arkham. Right. It's at Skylar Hall. Well, I understand yeah. that, yeah. but. We don't know. That could have been a month ago when that uh, <clears throat> lecture was. Or it could be, you know, I don't know. But, Someone to speak to. But, so, he, but he is from Arkham, so if we wanted to talk to him, I don't know why. It's talking about Polynesia, and which is nowhere near Egypt. Yeah. Right. I don't think. My geography is not the greatest. <laughs> What was the name of the ship that they took to uh, England or Egypt or 
you. It's on that society thing, I think. As we consult the big cork board for clues. What are we looking for? The clue book. The clue board. Um, the name of the ship. Oh, I have a picture, that's on the big one. I have a picture that has a uh, British ship in it. Well, uh, Erica also took one. Uh, hers was called... Uh, Imperial Standard. No, that isn't it. The name um, of the ship was the Imperial Standard. It starts with a D-A-R. No, uh... says Erica was aboard the vessel Fount of Life. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Uh, Let me see. If that's important at all. I mean, right now we just got a handful of clues. Check out MSN imports while we had town. Obviously, and I kind of want to see if uh, Ramsey's in town. Well, this this looks like those those boats are strange. Those are those are Oriental. They look like junk, don't they? Yes. Well, the thing. (laughs) So this expedition has so everybody on the expedition, except for because um, Penhue is missing still as of this information. Um, everybody else was pretty much found dead. The only other connection we have is Erica, who actually went. And Jackson was looking for something, correct? He was looking for artifacts from that? No, I think that was Mr. Carlisle that was looking for artifacts from that. Oh, yeah, Carlisle. But okay. some of the timing is strange because the letter is sent to Carlisle House, but he was in London. Well, no, no, no. This is before. This is in March. Okay. He didn't. He departed London in April. No, he departed London in April. But when did he leave New York? Uh, I don't think it said when he left New York. I think it says so. Me, I'm going to go consult the evidence board. Consulting the evidence board again. That what I just said. I think it's in the society April, April thing. 5th. April fifth. He yeah. left. Okay, so that's what, I said. All right. that's what I said. Huh? Would a shipment have gotten to him? Well, no, Before but then? he was going to Egypt, and this letter is from Egypt. I'm sorry. He, the letter is from Egypt, and he's going to Egypt, so assuming that the deal was to meet this man here, there at the city of Jackals in Egypt, hmm. in Cairo. And, uh, so we have several names and several locations. Yeah. Um, we have the antiquities dealer in Egypt, and the... Uh, Dragoman who was in contact with him. We have uh, the people in Mombasa who hosted them on their way to Nairobi. Uh, we have. Hmm. We have a mysterious woman who is traveling with him. Mm-hmm. Who. They say is a socialite, but the social register doesn't say anything about her at all. Well, There's a lot of questions and no answers. Sorry, I'm making noise to hang things on the uh, evidence board. Let me see the uh, stuff you got real fast. Okay, it's in order, so... Yep. Okay. That's an excellent idea. What, to put it in order? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. Hmm, so... <laughs> About an hour or so after the events at the hotel, 
it's hard to shake, especially for you, Doctor, and for you, Mr. Forsythe. It's hard to shake the fact that tonight you had to kill someone. Yeah. Yes. Or that I would never do harm to a human, and now I've killed a human. So, so while you're picking through the facts of uh, you know, collecting that uh, Elias came to, uh, the idea that you've been forced in some way to, or you're rationalizing you've been forced to, uh, to murder someone. I mean, he murdered our friend. You can justify it to me any way you like. Murder's murder. It is true that uh, it does appear, at least from your remembrance, that uh, they did quite a number. They gutted him like a fish. I feel no remorse. Savages with uh, weapons of unspeakable cruelty. still had to kill a man. I was not prepared to do that. The doctor proceeds to, while doing research, pour himself a few libations. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It uh, it definitely allows you a bit of a, a bit of breathing room when you start looking over some of the evidence. Uh, there's, I mean, the some of the more recent stuff, the uh, letter from Harvard, Especially given the date on it. Yeah, he was looking for a book. Dear Mr. Elias, the book of which about which you inquired is no longer in our collection. The information you seek may be found here in other volumes. That was just a few months ago. Yeah. Hmm. A little over two months ago. It's dated November seventh. But we don't know what book, do we? Well, I mean, you do not, but the letter is addressed True. to a Miriam Atright. So speak to her and yeah. find out. Which is in Massachusetts, is it not? Yes. Harvard? Harvard. Yeah. yeah. It's not far. So um, if we go to Arkham, we might as well go to Harvard and see if we can speak to this woman. Mm-hmm. It appears, anyway, that Elias was collecting this information about the Carlisle expedition. Right. And so he, and as you're going through these scraps of newspaper that he collected, you can almost feel his selectiveness about what he was picking. He's tracking the expedition as it goes from place to place. It goes to India, it goes to Egypt first. Sorry. And then it goes, at some point, to Nairobi. And then from the news reports, the Carla expedition gets butchered. Yes. Badly in Nairobi. And the, the Nairobi government gets involved at some point. And all of a sudden. Such as it is. Well. I mean, it's basically colonial government. Well. But they find the people who did it and they hang them. It also says that 
party, Carlisle and his party reportedly intended to explore portions of the Great Rift Valley to northwest of Nairobi. Hmm. This was on October 15th. This is when they hadn't heard anything from him in two months. The real question I have is, why was Elias so interested in this Carlisle expedition? If they were dead, if they, like, what happened... That's what I wanted info on is I right. hope he had, like, what? why are we looking into this now? And We're talking five years after this happened. And why is whatever he was found or was researching worth killing him over? Right. Or perhaps to prevent him from further research. If, in fact, the reason they killed him was because of this and not something else. <laughs> That's true. I mean, there is no reason. I mean... We can make a, a leap of logic and say yes, it is, but there's always you, there's always a chance that it's about something else entirely. Correlation, but possibly not causation. Right. Drink does help, doctor. Yeah, it always does, doesn't it? It does. You have a business card from the Pen Hugh Foundation, right? Uh, no, we have one from an importer with a, with a name on the back. Imports. Yeah. Who's on the back? Silas. Charlie Kame. Quinn. The Kame. I know I gave you guys a stack of stuff there to look at, so... Apparently we, we missed that card. It's uh, <laughs> possible that it did not get included with the batch here, but that's okay. I'll, I'll figure it all out. But, you know, we know about the Penthouse Foundation, so we can always look up the Penthouse Foundation. Pen Hugh. Pen Hugh, Penthouse, whatever. Not the Penthouse, that's, that's a different foundation. <laughs> <laughs> entirely, entirely different. Gioni. Um, I did not drop it. Um, okay, so you also have in your possession a business card. Uh, and I'll get you a copy of this so you have it next session. The business card says the Penhue Foundation, 35 Tottenham Court Road, London W1, Edward Gavigan, Director. Tottenham Court Road. Sorry, it's <laughs> careful. We have a lot. No, it's it in in the in the tube system. Like all the uh, names of the mm -hmm. of the stations are like perfectly. Normal, but when you get to Tottenham Court Road, it was always Tottenham Court Road. <laughs> it was great. I loved it, or at least it was twenty years twenty years ago when I was in there. Right. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't like to think about that. <laughs> so the question is: Given the information you have, are you prepared to make any judgments yet as to what Elias was up to? Well. Clearly, he was tracking them. Yeah. Clearly, but why would he want us if he was doing such a good job of tracking? Evidently, he just needed more bodies because he was. Well, I think there was something that was found that may have linked back to. Expedition group? Maybe. I don't know. But I think what he's was doing is he, he wanted to follow this whatever he's looking for 
and he needed people he could trust. Hold on, I have one question though. Your sketch, are you putting on art as an evidence board? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because that sketch is very familiar. I did lots of research on that symbol. What is that symbol? That led me to Jackson Elias in the first place. Yeah, you would recognize it relatively quickly. Where'd you see that sketch? I didn't see the sketch. We saw the wounds on the on the people. Uh, the half moons. Well, this one is a little bit more intricate. Well, it has a different design in the center. Yes, it does. But the base design is the same. It's very similar, yes. Although, uh, the cuts and, and gouges into Elias's head are obviously not as wide as you would have seen in the uh, the ladies' bodies mm. when those same uh, burnished symbols showed up, or the the very carefully etched scarification happened. Doctor, did it look like the wound was done with like a ritual knife, perhaps? Yeah. Like a ritual dagger, or was it a medicine roll? Done? Maybe yeah, was a medicine roll to see what kind of a oh, you saw cutting maybe? implement. Was. Yeah. This is probably a situation specifically where this was done with not a very exacting tool. This was, they probably attacked him in his apartment and gave him several direct shots to the stomach and got into the the real internal organs. And once he was losing blood and debilitated, they probably took a, a whittling knife to his head. Which should lend you a bit to what these types of people, what their mental state probably was. I relate that. <laughs> these men were raving psychopaths. Like the people at Dunning. Like the people at Dunning. Fanatic cultists. To be, yeah. They seem to run into that a lot. Yeah, I think we're going to run into that more. Well, and maybe that, and I think that also would link us to what potentially Jackson's looking into. It has to do with something that we've already seen. I mean, maybe not the same creature, because we're somewhere else, he's asleep. However, the cults may be the same. He had a book. Um, He did. Actually, several books. Well, yeah, but the last one is the one that should particularly concern us. Um, The Hungry Dead? Yes, because that was about Peru. Mm. Indeed. Perhaps there's a clue in the book that points to the commonality. Because there's a common theme running through all his books. Yeah, he does do research into um, cults and the, you know, belief systems. Specifically, many of them are death cults. Yes. Right. And mm, I don't know. These people were dressed um, strangely as well. Well, I mean, they were they were bundled up a bit as far as the suits. Really, the thing that separates the them red, is that 
that red cloth that they wore around yeah. their head. That was that's definitely strange. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna get on the phone. Who are you calling? Ramsey. Okay. So you're gonna pick up the phone and reach out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get an answer. It is at this point. Uh, well after nine o'clock. Yeah. Well, I kind of figured. Uh, so. When you pick up the phone and ask the operator to reach out to uh, Carlton Ramsey, uh, you don't get an answer. She she comes back and says, "There's no answer on the line, sir." Right. Thank you. The call board. Oh, I didn't see the ship. Can I see what that looks like? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. I'm going to turn in. After the few libations I've had, uh, also going to turn in. You know what? I think it's an excellent time to call an end to this episode. Yeah. And we'll leave the investigators here still wondering what Jackson Elias was up to. Thanks for listening, folks.